everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Nick. And welcome to It Takes Two, the podcast where two people take two movies with the same plot or premise and watch and discuss them. And in this episode, we watched uh, 1940s Pinocchio, Disney original, and Chappie. Yes. This is a fun episode, but uh, these movies are very much the same movie. They're borderline identical. It's kind of <laughs> scary. Um, I found, because I haven't, I don't know. So this is a confusing part. Obviously, I've seen Chappie before because yes. it's a great movie. I, I, I love Neil's work. Um, I, I also love the band that plays predominantly Diamond in the uh, the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlotte Copley. Sh- Charlotte Copley. Thank you. Um, my tongue got all twisted then. Um uh, another fa- you know, uh, fantastic actor. Uh, my 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 number one. Um, Sigourney Weaver's also in it. Mm. Our boy Hugh Jackman's in it. Our boy Hugh Jackman. Um, Don't forget Dev Patel because yeah. he's like the only cast member you've missed out at this point. Yes, true. <laughs> um, which is interesting because like I had like a, a no, I'm thinking of the wrong person. He's not in Life of Pi, is he? Uh, yeah, he is. Oh, he is? Okay, I, I, I just thought I, had, I was going to pull the racist card and yeah. it's just like, no. Um, <laughs> and um, Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they had, um, Pinocchio in 1940 had like a like a moment that I was like, this is Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> oh, no, 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 sorry, um, Life of Pi. Life of Pi, Life of Pi, Pi. yeah. Oh, my God. We're all over the place already and it's only a minute in. Um, yeah, yeah. I had some massive Mandela effect yeah um during pinocchio because i thought i'd watched this this version that we watched today but i remember parts and scenes differently and i've also got a a, a theory which we'll get into um at the due course but um where do you want to start do you want to start in um in a, in a place that we, we can we can compare I wanna, characters. I or? want to start with the fact that Dev Patel is not in Life of Pi. Oh my god! I could have sworn he was. No, I think I was going to mix up because the character's name is Pi Patel. Right. Um. I legitimately, when you said it to me, I was like, "Yeah, that's Dev Patel in that movie." It's just like obviously, I haven't seen it since I saw it in cinema, but I haven't seen it since then. Um. Uh-oh. He was no. He was in. Another similar movie, um, Lion, is that right? Uh, I don't know. Alright, well, uh, apologies to Siraj Sharma, who is the main character in Life of Pi that we both just mixed up with Dev Patel because we're idiots. Yeah. Um, but, in, like, I literally, I watched Life of Pi once in 2012 and that's it. Yeah, I think I watched it maybe 13 or 14, so it would have been a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so apologies for getting that wrong. But that's the thing when you get so many fantastic actors coming along that I would say sort of typecasting into the into the same genre of character. It's hard to keep it all. Yeah, I mean you could definitely could have cast Dev Patel in that role. Yeah. And Dev Patel at the time was very ubiquitous. He was in a lot of things. So I yeah. think he's in um, Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, which I haven't seen, but I think Dev Patel's in that as well. Um, he was just in a bunch because he came out of he was he's from the UK and he was in Skins back in the mid two thousands. That's the superhero show, right? No, no, that's it's like a whole lot of teenagers who do drugs have mental illness. Oh, okay, so just normal school then. Um, what was the superhero one that the whole bunch of Game of Thrones actors came from? I don't know. No, you don't know. Well, that's no. not going to help me. No, I'm sorry. Um, um Misfits. Well, yeah, it was Misfits. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's, I've, yeah. I've heard of it, but I don't actually yeah, I know never, what it's about. I so. never watched it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I saw it and was like, no. Anyway, where are we? Okay. Um, there were actors from Skins in Game of Thrones then as well. They just they just took out of like every teenage British show and. Put I just heard Strider strum the ukulele. Yeah, our, our cat is playing the ukulele in the other room because he's a musician. Yeah. And a producer. Yes. Um, he's a deucer of purse. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, see, Chappie has a smaller amount of characters mm. than Pinocchio does, but I feel that a lot of the characters in Chappie are just personality types from Pinocchio or rolled into yeah, either uh, Yolanda, your ninja, or America in this case. Mm. 
Yeah, definitely. It's it's fun because uh, like I don't think Chappie is intentionally referencing Pio- Pinocchio at any point. Um, mm, I mean, yeah. I, from what I can see, it's not something they've listed ever as an influence. Or you know, I think RoboCop is a big influence. Um, I think yeah, I think RoboCop was a, was a big thing where where they've kind of gone the opposite way, where it's the robot is the right way and the person controlling the robot is the wrong way to do things. Um, but um, yeah, they've never. It doesn't seem like Pinocchio was an was an intentional thing, but it's very much what happens. And I think where the connection really comes from is um, how childlike Chappie is. That yeah. both both Pinocchio and Chappie are, um, you know, man made creations that are brought to life and have the like, you know, they essentially are babies. And they have to learn the world from scratch when they look like someone that people expect to already have some idea of things. Yeah. So you get... Um, uh, I'm trying to think of characters' names now, even though we just watched them. Geppetto? Geppetto is um, Dion. Yeah. I think Blue Fairy is a little bit Dion as well. Yeah. Because, because he's the one who brings him to life. And also Jiminy Cricket is also a little Dion as well. Yeah, Jiminy Cricket. I felt like Yolandi and Dion yeah. share the role of yeah. Jiminy Cricket. They're yeah. they're because they're both trying to influence him in a positive way and teach him to um, you know, do things. And I think that that's where the line blurs between Blue Fairy and Jiminy Cricket for me with Dion's character. Yeah. Because he's the one who brings him to life and then he's the one who lays down the rules for him, like you must not do crimes, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, whereas the blue fairy is one who's like you need to be brave and honest and um, unselfish or whatever um, un- selfless selfless yeah um, but then he does whereas the blue fairy then just disappears and gives Jiminy Cricket the conscience role um, in Chappie you do have both Dion and Yolandi trying to teach him good yeah and teach him to you know chase his dreams and things and encourage him where ninjas covering Honest John, um, who's the Stromboli or Stromboli? The yeah. The yeah the 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 guy who's running the puppet show. Yeah, and yeah, yeah it's a it's an interesting mix. Like, because um, each character in sort of Chappie plays like a, a a part of like parenting in probably the worst way ever. Yeah, because it's proper you, dysfunctional families. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah, I I don't know where to where to go from here because the stories are pretty similar. Like you know, yeah. well, it's a fun but, episode, and I yeah. think in fun episodes we tend to, to like try to prove that it's the same movie. Well, they are. We've, so. we've, we've, <laughs> the characters are the same, and uh, it's both about um, one being a marionette puppet and one being a police robot who yeah. gain sentience and then cause mayhem and chaos as they go along. Yeah. Yeah, it's very much about, like, both of them are very much about, um, you know, them learning morals and things, and, and also, like, how much of an influence everything you interact with externally has on you. Yeah. Because you get, like, Pinocchio that, you know, he's going to, he's told to go to school, so he starts going to school, and then some stuff is like, oh, no, you should become an actor. He's like, okay, I'll become an actor. Yeah. And then, it's, you know, and then the boys are teaching him to drink and have smoke cigars and things. And it's, you know, he's just like, okay, I guess this is what, this is what boys do. And in Chappie, you have, you know, the, there's a wonderful scene because obviously he's left with Yolandi and Ninja and America. Um, and Dion is off working and whatever. And Dion comes back to teach him stuff. And he's like, hello, have you learned this word yet? And he's, he's like, just starts immediately acting and speaking gangster to him. I'm <laughs> cursing at him. And he's like taught you this like where because <laughs> he's like in it because he's been you know researching he's like oh they're supposed to say the first word at three months old and Chappie is one day old yeah. and he's speaking in whole sentences um but it's very much you know Chappie is influenced by everyone and Pinocchio is the same way that like literally every person who speaks to him he's like I'm absorbing this because Chappie has you know he's quoting Dion but then he's also quoting Yolandi and he's doing stuff that Ninja tells him to do and he's believing things that America tells him that are lies um and he's you know going out and they're you know they use him to steal cars by telling him that those people have stolen daddy's cars and you need to go get them back so he's like pulling people over and they think he's a police officer <laughs> and then he's like you stole daddy's cars 
don't take things that aren't yours. And they're all just like, what's happening? Is there a problem here, officer? And just smashes the card a bit. Sort of sledge. <laughs> oh, no, it was a wrench, yeah. Um, for me, going back to a, a running joke, uh, Geppetto is a terrible parent. Literal, absolutely literally, his, his, you know, he wishes for his puppet to become a real boy and then instantly is like, well, you're a real boy. Go to school tomorrow. Yeah, like, yeah. what? Yeah, and like... But don't even walk him. Just, yeah, just like, both, like, go to school by yourself. Both Pinocchio and Chappie have just terrible parental figures yeah. all the way through. Because Jiminy Cricket is not a good parental figure either. He's no, not a good it, conscience. Because it's interesting because I'd forgotten the beginning, like, Jiminy Cricket's origin is he just wanders yeah. into Geppetto's workshop. Jiminy Cricket is mooch. a homeless man who breaks into their home. Yeah. And then is like, obvious conscience is like, well, we already know that you just broke, you just committed a crime you you're currently in the act of committing a crime actually um so you're not going to be a good conscience to this kid and then he like tries to explain good and bad to him and can't do it and gives up and then like he just immediately gives up on him every time pinocchio does something slightly wrong when pinocchio literally doesn't know any better yeah. and it's like dude just like you 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 volunteered to teach him like actually teach him um but yeah geppetto's just like okay bye here's an apple for the teacher see you later and doesn't even tell him where to go. Yeah. Or what a school is. He just tells him to go to school. And then Pinocchio gets distracted along the way. And then Geppetto's like waiting at home like, oh, why is Pinocchio not showing up? It's like, dude, like you just sent, he was born yesterday. <laughs> Can you imagine you like birthed a child and then you just like rolled them out the door the next day. And then an hour, like two, five hours later, we're like, oh, I wonder why they're not home. It's like, because you just like rolled them into the street. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. You've given a inanimate object sentience, and then your response is, "Well, no longer my responsibility. Go, go enjoy public education." Yeah, yeah. And you'd think that, like, even that he would have to go with him to set him up to be in the school, because it's not like they have telephones. He hasn't like called someone to say, "Hey, I've enrolled my child in school tomorrow morning." Yeah. So also, the thing that you mentioned while we were watching it would be like, you're an old man with no wife. Where did you find like yes. a school aged child? Yeah, like, if he just showed up at the school and was like, oh, here's my boy, they'd be like, Geppetto, you don't have a boy. And also, he's, like, he's made out of wood. Yeah, like, yeah, he's like, what kind of scam are you pulling? This is my boy. But now it's funnier because, but, uh, I was going to say spoiler, it's not a spoiler. At the end of the movie, he's a real boy. He turns into a human. And at that point, he hasn't been to school because he didn't actually go. Yeah. So Geppetto is going to show up at a school with a human child who's like five or six years old and be like, here's my son. Have a good day at school. And they're going to be like, Geppetto, you don't have a son. He's like, no, I have a son now. It's like, he saved me from the belly of a whale. And you'd be like, just like, all right, old like, man. Geppetto, and... where did you get this child from? <laughs> You rescued me from a whale, I swear. All right, into I mean, the nut house with you, we, child. You're into the. We already know that, like every other adult that Pinocchio meets, is a kidnapper. Yes. So. It's not a good neighborhood he lives in. <laughs> it doesn't mean anyone is not a kidnapper. They all they all kidnap him. He gets kidnapped like four times. Also, the. Anthropomorphic? No, what's the and, word? Yeah, anthropomorphic. There's an anthropomorphic fox, but yeah. then there's like an act actual cat something. Yeah, it's all very confusing. Weird. Um, that's what you get for taking a very old uh, Italian fairy tale. Because do you know the, the, the actual story story? I know bits and pieces of it. I was researching it for this, and apparently Jiminy Cricket appears in it, and it, Pinocchio immediately kills him with a hammer. <laughs> um, so so he's have, not in the rest of this. I have seen a version of it where uh, maybe the weird... Um, who was the kid that was in Tall Time? We don't, what? Uh, um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Jonathan Taylor Thomas voices him, and he's actually made out of wood. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure it's live action. Mm. But I, I remember say, the story like, being that the Geppetto was once engaged and they carved their love for each other, like Geppetto plus whatever, on a tree. And that's the tree that he carves into Pinocchio. Okay. And then it's sort of like a weird... It's like, like a Pygmalion story. Yeah, getting them back together again. Yeah. Because like his, his, his actual form is carved from their love or the That's representation weird. of it um 
So as you were talking about kidnapping. Yeah, there's a lot of kidnapping. Um, there's kidnapping in Chappie too. Yes. He gets kidnapped. Yes. Multiple times actually. Again. Yeah, yeah. The part that I, I want to cover, which is what I had where I was sort of sitting there in my, I did the, uh, I did the uh, Christopher Lloyd eyes go wild and sort of look to the side gif meme that you see all the time. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, so I remember when they get to, so obviously after, you know, him being kidnapped the first time and then escaping and then going to the mm -hmm. Paradise Island. Right. I remember him getting shot in the chest. What? And then they, on a... Like, because there's like gunfire in the island, and then they go on a roller coaster through like a waterfall, and the boys are drinking the water, and because Pinocchio's got holes in him, not all the water goes th like it gets absorbed, right? And that's why it only slightly turns into a donkey. Oh, is is this in like a different version of Pinocchio? I could not find it because there are so wow. many versions of Pinocchio okay. out there. So what I'm hearing is that we need to make our own adaptation of Pinocchio. And no, because it's already been done. Unless, <laughs> like I said in, a, in another episode, I am from the other dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Mandela from dimension. From Mandela, in fact. Yeah. Um, um, that's creepy. Talking of donkeys. Yes. Do we want to talk about Shrek for a second? Oh, the fact that the fact that Donkey and Shrek is 100% one hundred percent one of the boys yeah. from Paradise Island. Yeah. It makes sense for him to be a talking donkey in a in a fairy tale world. Also, Pinocchio's in Shrek. Yeah, but um, you'd think Pinocchio would say something about it, you know, <laughs> in Shrek. But I guess unless unless it's like oh, because he's still a wooden boy. Yes. So maybe the Pinocchio that we see in Shrek is pre Paradise Island Pinocchio, so he doesn't know about. So the it's, um, the theory you're going with is Pinocchio and the um, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pinocchio and Shrek. So there's going to be, we have to make a new Shrek movie where Pinocchio goes to Paradise Island and we find, and it's a donkey origin story. <laughs> so this is like X-Men donkey origins. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shrek donkey origins. And then we'll take a beloved character. Whose entire point is he makes wise ass comments and his we'll mouth shut. shut. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it'll take like studios years to make the proper proper movie. Yep. What are you st is it the boy? Yeah, he's just climbed into a pile of shopping bags. And I, I shouldn't have that lined up because then we can see him while we record. And yeah. Well, you opened it. I'm just yeah. saying. Well, he wanted to look out the window. <laughs> he's being nice. He's burying himself. Okay. Um... We, yeah. Where are we up to? Well, we're Mandela talking, effect, we multiverse of madness, Shrek. Shrek <laughs> um, yeah, no, I 100% believe that, that theory that Donkey in Shrek is one of the boys who went to Paradise Island. See, I go one further and it's not a theory, it's just headcanon. How is that further? That's a step back. No, headcanon being that that is the actual canon in my head. Yeah, but that means it's only the canon in your head rather than... Well... Believing that it's the real story. Canon. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I'd say it's one step in a. It would be parallel rather than down, <laughs> but anyway. Um, we've gone completely off track here. Yeah. Um, what were your. Because you'd seen. Pleasure Island. I knew we were saying it wrong. Pleasure Island. What were we calling it? Pa you said Paradise Island, oh, okay. and then I couldn't think of what it was. Pleasure Island. Yeah. Um, what were you going to ask me? Your feelings about Chappie rewatching it? I love Chappie. Because for me, because <laughs> um, obviously there's like with the moose, there's sort of like a little District Nine esque part in it. Mm. Um, you know, after what? Because you don't like Elysium, right? But it's yeah. because you don't like Matt Damon. I do like Matt Damon. I just thought Elysium was a bad movie. I just thought it was badly made. In what parts? I don't remember. It's been a very long time since I saw it, but it really annoyed me at the time. Okay. Um, you can make maybe watch it if you want to, and we'll see if oh, it's different. That but, sounds like I've got duct tape in the. But my 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 scale of ratings for Neil Blomkamp films is District Nine is a ten out of ten. Chappie yep. is an eight out of ten. Elysium is a three out of ten. 
Is it? No, he's done more than that, hasn't he? Has he? I even, feel like it. Those are the only ones I've seen. Feel like he has. Um, I thought those were the only films he's done. I know, uh, which I didn't find and realize until today. Apparently, Chappie was supposed to be the first in a trilogy. Okay. Um, but then it. Um, what was the, what was the continue on? I don't know. I assume it would have been starting off with, um, maybe them finding Yolandi or something. Well, there was a movie that came out last year. What was it? Uh, this one. Demonic. No, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Interesting. Cool. Oh, we'll okay. So it was, check it out, maybe. It was a mid-pandemic, and that was probably why. Yeah, that's fair. We'll check it out. Yeah. I'm willing to check out more Neil Blomkamp movies. I, I enjoy his stuff. Um. But what, you, right, you, oh, yeah. I was trying to think more what track we were even on. You were saying something about Moose being... District Nine. Yeah, because there's the you know the 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 battle suit in District Nine, and obviously the the I think it's more visceral in District Nine versus Hugh Jackman just sitting in a chair with a funny hat on, being like, yeah, get Hugh Jackman is wonderful. What I one thing I want to say about Chappie is like I love and appreciate the fact that you've got a film where some of the main characters are Diane Ward being gangsters and being total idiots and, you know, training a robot to be a gangster. Yeah. And yet Hugh Jackman's the one who comes ro- comes across as a, car- as a cartoon villain. Yeah, yeah. He's just like a cartoon. He's, but he's, it's so wonderful. It's also just great to see Hugh Jackman play an Australian for once, but he goes like full, not so military guy, but like in a, just like, it's like a psychotic way. I don't know. Because there's that scene where he just pins Dion to his desk yes. and pulls a gun and sticks it in his face in a my, crowded yeah. like office space with other people just like It's one of my not favorite scenes in the whole movie that like he literally he's like talking to him about something and then or he's like you know he's asking him for the guard key and Dion's like I can't give you that and then he like slams his face down and pulls out a gun on him and has him pinned to the desk and he's like say like he's saying shit to him like he's giving he's doing his like evil yeah. cartoon villain master plan speech pretty much um and they're in they're like in an open cubicle in the middle of an office and everyone else is kind of looking at them like what the hell and then he's like and then he fires the gun but there's nothing in it yeah and then he's like Haha, i wouldn't carry a loaded gun in the office it's just a prank bro it's just a prank guys yeah just a prank it's just like uh what number is hr because i'm filing like yeah a- harassment claim like that's instant pg i mean maybe it's just because it's south and south south africa and if it was anywhere else they wouldn't be able to pull off that scene talking of (laughs) talking of yeah because there's the scene where dion buys a gun Mm. just instantly um and there's a person who used to work in access control and for those who are uninitiated access control is where you have uh, people have different forms of access to restricted areas based on their job and qualifications. Yep. Dion apparently just has access to go into an armory at one yes. point and just take firearms with it, no one checking on as him. As like the lead engineer for the squad or whatever, it makes sense that he has the access control, like so, the restricted access to the actual guard key. Yeah, yeah. But why, why can he access the armory? Why? Why does yeah. he ever need to access the and armory? And it's interesting that they have... Because it's obviously like the the company's employed by the police department to deploy the drones. Yeah. But you'd think being a company who's supplying weapons, mm-hmm. but you're only making robot scouts. Yeah. Why would you have firearms on site? If you're the whole point is you're selling them to the police. Yeah, so the police would be arming them. And then doing the because the repairs look like they're in a different building. Yeah. So when twenty two, who eventually becomes Chappie, comes back in yeah. before he gets hit by the RPG, which I, you did mention earlier that you wanted me to talk about the firearms in this, and I'll get into it in a second. Yeah, I just uh, thought you'd enjoy because there's a lot of firearms in this movie. The, I will segue very shortly. Um, <laughs> Well, it's more of a step rather than a segue. Uh, yeah. Where, you know, you wouldn't have them accessible. Like, even if you had a testing firing range, you would have a small amount of the weapons that the police are issuing to the scouts in a location, but their location would be kept by 
a trained armorer, and the armorer wouldn't be there wouldn't be just an unguarded room that anybody has yeah. wipe access to can get into because that's just if I don't care if it's South Africa or not. Yeah, like it's just bad management, especially for a you know a weapons corp company. Yeah, exactly, and one that is like supplying the whole police force. Now, if that had been because we do see special weapons getting deployed by the scouts, especially in the opening when Ninja and Yolandi are basically blackmailed into paying, I can't remember the character's Hippo. name. Hippo. Hippo, uh, two million dollars. Two, two million? million rand. Yeah. yeah. Which is, a, oh no, sorry, 20 million rand. Tw- yeah, 20 million rand. Which is about rand. just less than two million US yeah. dollars, I think. That's why I think I got, yeah, because yeah. listening to Diane Wood and they talk about the exchange rate in one of the songs. Do, Do they? Yes. That's amazing. Um... The so I instantly did the maths without thinking about it. Um, <laughs> if there had been, if you would have changed it just a little bit and say, because the rifle that he ends up giving Chappie at the um, spoilers at the end of the fight with the moose robot, mm-hmm. if it had been in an area where it was like it had the word prototype written on the top of the case, yes. then I could understand that, yes. oh, okay, it's basically he's doing a, a Lucius Fox here mm. and just giving Bruce Wayne, like, prototype shit. Yeah. Like, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Because you do see um, one of the other scouts using a anti-material rifle. Right. There's quite a short barrel on it, which was quite surprising because you'd think they'd just give them, like, a full-size one. Um Yes, the firearms usage in this movie. Okay, so I'm going to give some of the actors a pass because okay. they are playing gangster yeah, with right, a, yeah, with you're an talking a. about the way the way that Ninja holds his gun. The way that Ninja <laughs> teaches Chappie to shoot is he holds his. Um, it looks like a Walther um, um, series pistol with a ridiculous sight on it which he doesn't use because he turns the pistol sideways, which if you've ever fired a handgun is really stupid because yeah. they're designed to be fired straight up and down um, for lots of reasons. Um, and then he holds it about half a foot above his head. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense because he's like, you line up the shot and it's like, how are you lining that up? Yeah. Because you've got a sight on there that's like way above your head and, and not pointing. And also sideways. Yeah. And yeah. Like I can get it from... Like his his uh, like bright yellow um, M4 or uh, AR platform is quite funny because like Yulandi also has like they they dress up. I I don't know if, how much influence the production team had on uh, the band and what they were dressing up like because it just everything about it oozes them. Yeah, in I their think style. they because I think the band really. Um had a lot of say in it, a lot of creativity because they yeah. also painted all the murals and things yeah. in the in their hideout and they they worked with the production team on making the whole place decorated the way they wanted to see it decorated. And it's funny because you pulled up one of Ninja's tattoos while we were watching the movie because it is a like a caricature of a child with a huge penis. Yes. And you were like, what the hell's the deal with that? And I was yeah. like, I'm waiting till the podcast to tell you. <laughs> um so the the song that blew them up internationally is called Evil Boy. Right. And um, in, I will not suggest for some members of our audience to look that up. I'm pretty sure the people who know what I'm talking about have already seen it. Um, <laughs> it is a weird, very weird music video for anybody who's interested. Yes. Also, uh, every Diane Word music video is a very weird music video yes. from what I have seen. Yes. They're fantastic. Um, just like, it just, it just pumps it, like, it's just raising the bar up from just the crap that gets mass produced of, like, what I think of other artists in the same sort of genre. Um, so the song that bumped them up to being internationally famous is called Evil Boy, and it's about a, a, um, some of the lyrics are, um, sung in, well, wrapped in Afrikaans, and the whole premise of it is about the... Uh, ritualistic uh, circumcision gun to boys to when they reach like puberty and they literally take boys and do a ritual and drug them and take them into the woods and cut them with a machete and literally the whole premise of it is like no I don't want to become a man I'll be an evil boy for the rest of my life 
Right. And then they turn into a donkey and they're on Pleasure Island. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 where the, 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 tattoo, some, comes the tattoo comes from. Because yeah. it was the, the big the big push for them. Apparently he's got a District 9 tattoo on the inside of his lip. That sounds painful. Yeah, that does sound painful. I love how we've gotten to a point where tattoos have become so socially acceptable um, that they've just gone like full ham and it's now like tattoo artists have to just push the limit because mm. there's people out there wearing their eyeballs tattooed and it's like that feels like a really dumb idea mm, yeah like I think the first person who ever did it was like in prison right but I think it's become more like that's so scary to me why would you want to get your because I mean like if there's an infection if you get infected yeah, in you, your eyeball yeah that's and I've seen terrible. some um, there's a there's a mutual friend of ours who will uh, quote this but I've seen some pretty horrendous infected tattoo videos and they are unsettling to say the least yeah no i'm i'm happy to have zero tattoos (laughs) people can have i have nothing against tattoos if people want to have tattoos but personally i would like to not give myself tattoos or have someone give them to me i was like oh you don't you want somebody else to do it no no I did, there was one point when I was like a teenager that I thought being a tattoo artist would be a cool thing. And then I was like, oh, the, you know, I found out that you have to practice on yourself. And I was like, no, no, actually no. Or the other option is you practice on pigs. The pigs. Are you supposed to start off with banana peels and then move on to yourself? I think right. is the, the general consensus. Um, yeah, so where, where do we want to go from here with the, with the, the movies? So we've got Chappie... The point where Chappie goes to look for Dion at the bottom of the ocean and then he gets swallowed <laughs> by a whale. He gets swallowed by a whale. Um, they do both, I mean, this is skipping right to the end, but both Chappie and Pinocchio... Have to fight a giant robot. Yeah. No, uh, both Chappie and Pinocchio... Um, well, the endings of the boat, so they, they, they start off as, like, you know, just getting sentience and trying to figure out and, like people trying to describe to him what good and bad is and then having no idea and then they learn stuff throughout the movie. Um, and then at the end of it, you get, first of all, you get them both actually rescuing people by using the, what they've learned. Yeah. Uh, but then they both die. Sort of, yeah. They both die and come back to life in a new body. Yes. And get to live with their creator as a real boy. Yeah. Well, kind of. I mean, Chappie is still a robot, but he's just a different robot. And now... Dion. Now Dion is also a robot. Yeah, he's and, he's uh, so so in Pinocchio, rather than turn Geppetto into a into a puppet like him, he becomes a real boy and him and Geppetto end up both as humans. Whereas in Chappie, he turns Dion into a robot and him and Dion end up as robots together. And Yolandi as well. Yeah, which is implied but not shown. Yeah. Yeah. Well they show it. That is Oh yeah, because they. Oh yeah, because you get the. Sorry, I guess I forgot about that weird sequence because I always like cross it out because the the face is terrifying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because he he like he hacks custom, into yeah. yeah he like hacks into the um, warehouse whatever and custom builds her like remotely. Yeah. Um, which up. is kind of like a little nod to. Um, for those who haven't seen uh, 94's Ghost in the Shell movie. Right. Because that's how um, one of the, the, the main sort of protagonist gets created. Mm. He um, basically downloads himself from the internet into a body and yep. ends up at section 9. Yeah, it's very much that kind of thing that yeah. Chappie's figured out how to do it. Obviously, Chappie learns a lot more in his few days than Pinocchio learns in his. Yeah. Um, but that's what happens when you hang out with um, uh, rappers rather than, uh, you know, other children. <laughs> I was going to say it's what happens when you have, you know, AI inbuilt in your brain and you have access to the internet and can, because your robot can instantly learn everything that's on the internet. True. Which he does at one point. Yeah. Um, but it's very much triggered by him learning about, or Yolandi telling him about souls yeah. and, um, you know, the fact that you're physical body is temporary and then there's a part of you that goes somewhere else when you die or you know whatever her beliefs are um and he becomes obsessed with this idea of 
capturing that essence because he knows that his physical body is is going to, you know, the battery's going to die and it's fused so it can't be replaced. So he knows that he only has a few days. Yeah, it's, um, the one thing I will have to say, um, going back to 17 subjects ago, yep. I really love Neil's work because he uses the same actors over and over again. Yeah. And there is a difference between, I feel, how Neil Blomkamp does it versus, say, like, um, uh, Tim Burton. Mm which is just he casts his wife, and I say that in air brackets because they live on the same property, just in a different house. So are they still married? I don't think they're still married. I'm not sure, to be honest, actually. And then, you know, know, just giving Johnny Depp a phone call and being like, you want to play this character? And it's like, how much? $15 million? Yeah, I'll be there Tuesday. Like, you know, um, because that is an easy way to just produce just the same garbage over and over again. The concept is being an auteur. Um, which is a person, it's a, it's a well-known concept, I think Hitchcock famously was one, um, it's this idea in filmmaking of a person who writes and directs their own stuff, but also uses the same production team, the same musicians, the same actors. So that's um, very reminiscent of uh, John Wick, which was all related to the stunt team for uh, The Matrix and Wes Anderson. Right. Yeah, Wes Anderson is very much yeah. an auteur because he like pairs with the same cinematographer for everything, yeah. so all his films have the same look. Um, he does the writing, directing. He's got the same music or you know same composer for everything, and he's got a pool of cast that he goes yeah. to. I really want to watch Sunrise Kingdom again. Moonrise Kingdom. Moon, Moonrise. <laughs> Where did I get Sunrise from? I don't know. Moonrise Kingdom. It's a great movie. Though. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, I think I saw. Uh, yeah, I watched both both Chappie and Moonrise Kingdom. I saw in cinema with the same person back in Ireland, so it's funny. Nice. Uh, did, were they the same year? I'm they, not sure. They might have been, or they were. I feel like they were similar time anyway. Um, and both, I think both, I saw them multiple times in cinema as well. Yeah, interesting. It's the difference between I would suggest uh, the price of cinema tickets in Ireland versus New Zealand. Um, no, I was gonna say they might have been. No, because Chappie was 2015, 30, 20, 2015, I think. 15? Um, and I was going to say, in 2012, I had a, an unlimited cinema pass. Oh, sorry, Elysium was 13. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that 15. makes sense. Um, but I also just had more free time on my hands back then than I do now. I'd, I'd spend the money. Because you know, when I was in Australia, uh, and I was mostly unemployed for a whole year, um, you know... I did go to the cinema on a regular basis and it was, my thought was, you know, other people are spending this money on alcohol or on nights out or on, you know, a coffee every day. And it's like, well, why can't I spend less than that just going to the cinema once every couple of weeks, you know? He also worked on Dark Angel. That's bizarre. Sorry. Uh, um, Neil Blomkamp. Okay. He apparently wanted... um, Ninja to play the main character in Elysium. So the yeah. Matt Damon character. But Ninja said he didn't want his first on-screen role to be with an American accent. Makes sense. So. You'd rather play yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, yeah, <laughs> they basically play themselves. Yeah, I was going to say it's kind of a caricature, but no, they, they really like... I'm one of those people who likes music. And I don't like bands, like, if you're like, oh, so-and-so is, like, this kind of person. It's like, well, I don't care. that Like, there's a difference between, you know, I, I used to like Louis C.K. and now I don't. Um, versus, you know, I can still listen to um, Michael Jackson because, like, reality-wise, nothing really ever stuck. And I don't know if there was a failure of the justice system or it was just, you know... The, the, the jury is still out on that one, even though they acquitted him. Um, yeah. It's an interesting, an interesting one. But, yeah, it's interesting because, you know, with the, the Me Too movement, there was a lot of shit thrown at a lot of artists that I listened to. Um, the interesting one that I find bizarre was Marilyn Manson. But then it's like, well, you know, there's a dude who's been on drugs for, like, my entire life who sings about him being the antichrist and you wonder about him being a bad person in real life it's like mm. 
Um, but then a lot of his exes came forward and said that's all bullshit. And so you, you know, you don't know without you know an actual case being formed. Mm. And this is a problem with, um, I think the 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 media grandstanding what we get these days. And that's both both for victims who are male and female. Um, and uh, nondescript pronouns of those as well. There's a weird way to phrase it, but okay. <laughs> yeah, well, half the things I say are weirdly phrased, so it's <laughs> half the fun of this podcast is yeah, me stumbling over my own, like, trailing thought stream. Mm. Fair enough. It's <laughs> just like, silence, what are we doing? Help um, me. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Um, is there much else you want to compare with the movies? Because, I mean, I, Pinocchio I, is pretty short. I think most people know the story of Pinocchio. Yeah. Uh, whereas people don't know the story of Chappie. And I feel like, have we touched on enough to prove that Chappie is Pinocchio? Well, um, I think we have. I think we, we wrapped it up in the first 20, 20 odd <laughs> minutes, personally. Um, the characters are basically the same. The story's basically the same. Yeah, there's a lot more gun violence. Though, yeah, Pinocchio is pretty pretty rough. There, <laughs> there is. Geppetto just pulls a gun yeah, from underneath his pillow. I could, right? I 100. There's a boy in my room. Kill it. I genuinely had no recollection of Geppetto trying to shoot Pinocchio, but that literally happens in the movie. <laughs> Geppetto wakes up because he hears Pinocchio knocking something over, and he immediately pulls a gun from under his pillow, and then he fires it when Pinocchio makes a sound again. Like it and, almost kills Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, and it's like, why is Ge- what is Geppetto doing? Why does he have a gun under his pillow? It was the olden days. Locks hadn't been invented my, my instinct was Geppetto's in the Italian Mafia. I know, we know. Um, but then again, like we said, every other adult that we see in the movie is a kidnapper. Yeah. So, you know, maybe he's got a lot to protect. It's a weird... Like, how dangerous... Like, everybody knows South Africa's pretty dangerous because yeah. it's just... it's. It's it's a bad it's a bad place. Like even if you go there as tourists, if you're like in a hotel, like past the hours of darkness, the guards won't let you out of the hotel. Mm-hmm. I know this from first well, not first time experience, but hearing a story from other people mm-hmm. who were in South Africa uh, for a holiday and literally being locked inside their hotel and being like, "But I want to go across the street to get some," and they're like, "No, you're no, not no, no. leaving. Please do not leave." <laughs> yeah, we will. You can give us a three star review. We're not having your death on our conscience. Yeah. Go back to your friggin' hotel room. Yeah, yeah. Um, the but here's the question, right? If Geppetto is aware enough of how dangerous his neighborhood is that he keeps a gun under his pillow, why would he let his child? Well, maybe they, you know. Yeah, why did he just send him off on his own? Because he's a, a terrible was parent. Just born. Yeah. This is yeah. We're talking in circles here, but no, yeah. Okay. Despite how happy and go lucky, you know, the the whole movie. Because this is the thing, I think Disney took, you know, uh, grim, grim fairy tales, uh, fairy tales of European countries that are pretty dark, but they're all about moral lessons to children. Yeah. Uh, Hansel and Gretel being, you know, pretty bad when you when you read the uh, Brothers Grimm version of it. Um, and even when we watched Tenth Kingdom... Like, that was sort of, like, gloves came off for some of the stories, you know. Oh, she danced in my wedding. She danced wearing red-hot iron shoes. And you're like, oh, God. And then you look up and you're like, oh, no, that's what actually happened in the original story. Into the Woods is another one that does it, that, like, while still being somewhat of a, you know, it's it's like a modern cast and it's got lots of famous people in it and stuff and it's relatively bubbly, but it's... They follow things like, you know, because the, they're, they're connecting a whole load of fairy tales. Yeah. And um, they follow things like this. Evil stepsisters cutting their toes off to fit into the slipper and things yeah. like that. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot of weird shit in grim fairy tales. Yeah. A lot of weird stuff. Yeah. Apparently in Pinocchio, because it was released as a serial, like once a month thing. Pinocchios. Or yeah. Um, <laughs> the original, but the original, like written version of it, and apparently he had originally planned to have Pinocchio um, kill himself by hanging himself. Done. And then he was like, "Oh, okay, I guess we'll give him a happy ending. We'll put the blue fairy in." You know, <laughs> it was like, oh, "Okay, um, maybe maybe he didn't expect it to be as popular as it was. I don't know. I don't know how popular it was." 
Yeah, it's yeah. it's funny for me because I think yeah, Disney have really gone. They do sort of like a, a for their censorship and how dark things get. I think they go up and down. Like mm. Fantasia is terrifying if you're at the audience level that it's designed for. Like that's genuinely scary. Yeah. And you watch it now as an adult and you're like, what the hell? Like yeah. this was shown to me as a child, and then you're sort of like, oh, that's right. Like. It goes in waves of, like, everything is subtext to, like, everything is perfectly fine and nothing bad happens at all. Like, mm. the censorship sort of goes up and down. Right. But, yeah, obviously it's more in subtext than, like, actual children mm. cannibalism and pushing an old lady into an actual oven. Yeah, yeah. Though, I'm, I don't know, Pinocchio went pretty hard there with all the, the boys being turned into donkeys and sold off to yeah. the circus and things. Yeah. That's actually pretty terrifying. If you're watching that as, like, a young child and it's like, if you do bad things... Yeah, if you go with a random dude, if you follow <laughs> a, you know, a fox down the street who's telling you to go to this island because you've got a made-up medical condition, you're probably going to end up, you know... But, it, like... Is it, is it subplots for, like, sex trafficking? Like, it, could you use that in a modern, like... Because there's a yeah. lot of shit that's going yeah. on with the internet these days. Yeah. Of, like, people getting promised money and fame and they go off and they end up on a freaking mm-hmm. island with, you know, the elite of, oh, no, we're going to get, you know... Um, that's pretty yeah, bad. It's, it's, yeah, it's definitely scary. Um, Chappy... <laughs> Chappie's Chappie's kidnapping start before Chappie's even born. Yeah, because um, <laughs> he's because Dion first of all takes the body from, or takes the yeah the the robot form from uh, he takes it away from being destroyed because he's developed his AI. Yeah, and then he's carjacked by um, Ninja and crew. So him and Chappie are kidnapped for that, and then they make him do the consciousness while he's there, and then Chappie has to live with them. And then they ditch Chappie out in the out in the wild to go to school by himself and give him an apple and say, go find your teacher. Yeah. And, um, he gets his arm cut off. Yeah, he gets kidnapped by Hugh Jackman, who literally, like, buzzsaws his arm off. Yeah. Um, which is horrifying. And poor Chappie, because he's still, like, a child. He's still reacting like a child. And he's like, my arm, my arm is gone. Like, he shows up at home and he's like, my arm, my arm is gone. Yeah. But then he anyway. learns how to throw ninja stars and, uh, yes. that's, you know, go to sleep. Yes. It's the the terrifying part for that and the just that sequence would have to be where the um, guard is like on the ground, like please don't kill me, and Chappie's yes. like go to sleep. Like, yeah, no, he, please he don't. He realizes because Chappie yeah. is is becoming educated more and more, like he's learning more and more as it goes on, and very much so. It's like. Um, Ninja and America teaching him or telling him these lies is very much um, Honest John or Foulfellow. I think his real name is Foulfellow, is that right? Uh-huh. Honest John and um, what's his cat's name? Galileo? It's not Galileo, is it? I can't think of it. The cat, the cat that's with him. Anyway, it's them like pretending, oh, you know, you've got this condition. You need to come this way. You need to relax. Blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. And they're, you know, and in this, it's Ninja in America being like, oh, it's not a crime. You don't need to use the guns. Like, you just you just stab the knife in and, and then they, they go, go to sleep. sleep. It's a nice thing. And then he's instantly like, you want to go to sleep? And, and they're, they're like, like oh, no, 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 no. Daddy's already slept today. He's not tired. Um, but then they get to the part where they're actually doing the heist. And he's throwing ninja stars and stuff and, you know, saying, go to sleep. And he thinks that he literally still believes that he's putting them to sleep. Yeah. Um, and it's actually, obviously, he's harming these people, potentially mm. killing these people. And then it's the guard, who, like he said, or the police officer who's, like, backing up and being like, please don't hurt me, don't. And, you know, he pulls the ninja star out of him. And he's like, why aren't you asleep? Why aren't you going to sleep? And then he, like, realizes. You can see him kind of, like, have a moment where he, where he hesitates. But he also knows... That they need to go, and yeah. he and he just he literally just goes, I'm I'm sorry, and then leaves because mm. he's suddenly realized that what he's done, um, and then he realizes after that that Ninja has lied to him also about getting him a new body and things like that. So, um, so that's the bit in Pinocchio where, uh, he, he starts to see people turning into donkeys and realize it's not good. It's not a good thing to be a bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These things aren't good things. These things are bad things. So you want to move on to some trivia and... Uh, yeah, sure. Comparing box... I don't think box office will work. Um, it's interesting because apparently... Because both of them in the IMDb trivia state 
that they were considered flops, and then you look at the box office and like, none of these seem like flops to me, but okay. Yeah, but that's Hollywood uh, accounting for you. Like, yeah. the original Star Wars, uh, so episode four, never made any money. Well, apparently, um, Pinocchio in 1940 was a box office bomb. Um, but they re-released it in 45, and that's when it got most of its money, and it's had a few more re-releases since. So the actual box office figure we have is like a combination of across time the money it's made, multiple theatrical releases. I just realized that came out in 1940, so that would have been yeah. like... Oh, well, you want to hear some a fun, a fun bit of trivia oh about God. it? What what are you gonna guess this trivia is based on the fact that it came out in nineteen forty? Uh, something related to World War One. World War Two. Oh, World War Two. Yeah. So the so Christian Rubb is the name of the actor who voiced Geppetto, uh, and apparently he was a Nazi sympathizer, and right. all of the animators hated him because he kept rambling on about uh, rambling on to them about the glories of Adolf Hitler. Fun. Um, so they, th- when they had to do the like live action shooting for Geppetto fishing inside Monstro to like for like reference, they um, they put him on a makeshift stage for him to pretend to fish, and then they like just kept like knocking the whole thing over to make him totally dizzy, um, because they they just they were like oh you know the boat is rocking and then they were just like absolutely making it yeah Yeah. because they all hated him because he he kept telling them how great hitler was that's fun it was an interesting time (laughs) it also was is the it marks the first time that um famous actors were used to provide voices of cartoon characters so up until pinocchio every cartoon series or movie or anything that had come out had been voice actors whose job was to be voice actors. Right. And this, for this film, they had, I think especially the guy who played Jiminy Cricket, Cliff Edwards, apparently was a really popular um, personality at the time. Hmm. Um, And this was the movie where they were like, hey, how about we got, you know, bigger name stars in. And so he was in like um, His Girl Friday and uh, not Casablanca. What's... Oh my god, my, what's the other famous film from around that time? I like. I'm, Gone with the Wind? Yeah, Gone with the Wind. I was like, I'm sounding like a terrible fin- film fan right now. I just blanked. Yeah, he was in Gone with the Wind and um, His World Friday and a few other things. Well, he, he'd been in a bunch of like westerns and things, I think. Um, That's a weird genre. Yeah. So it just like exploded and then died again. Yeah. It also was the first animated film to win an Academy Award in a competitive category. Because yeah. um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was given like a special award, um, whereas this won for original score and uh, best original song for When You Wish Upon a Star. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Any information about Chappie that we haven't covered? Well, maybe the the house that Hippo's lair is in. So when the when they cut to like Hippo, um, when he's all like partying at his hideout and gets the phone call about the police drones yeah. being down. Uh, that's actually Neil Blomkamp's childhood home. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, the other thing was that it was supposed to be a trilogy, but because it didn't do well in box office, they dropped the idea of, hmm. of making sequels, which is sad. Um, and the the film was written in two weeks by Neil Blomkamp and his wife, uh, Terry Tattle. That's while a lot of coffee. While they were making Elysium. So they're on the set of Elysium, producing Elysium, and they're like, oh, let's write this <laughs> robot script. Talk about yeah. multitasking, Jesus. Um, and the only other thing I had there was that there was an alternate ending where Chappie's consciousness was going to be transferred into all of the police robots. So they would all wake up as Chappie. That's some, like, uh, I was going to say I Am Legend, but that's the wrong Will Smith. I Robot? I Robot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we could do this with iRobot. <laughs> no, we're not doing. We're not watching that again. iRobot again. Um, but yeah, but apparently that's included in the special features on the Blu-ray. Interesting. For people who haven't seen Chappie, by the way, it is currently on Netflix here in New Zealand. I don't know if it is elsewhere, but yeah, just. Um, um, but I probably should have said that at the beginning of this before we spoils the whole movie. That's fine. Yep. You can you can use that sequence for the the short. Yeah. There we go. Sorted. <laughs> Um, budget and box office, so Chappie, the budget was $49 million, and it made $105 million in box office. So I don't I see don't, how that's a flop. Yeah, you I make your money back plus, du- well, it's almost double. 
I mean, yeah, that's it's no, it's more than double. It's double double the what they put into it. So they get so they get the money back and th- yeah. and then the same money again. Yeah. And then you know DVD sales. I have it on DVD. Yeah, I've got it on Blu-ray over there. Right, you've got Blu-ray. I've got a DVD, and now it's on Netflix. You know, yeah. it's it's not a flop. I wouldn't have said. But yeah, then again, with Netflix, I don't think they actually give the production team. I think they give the distribution team money for the right, licensing. Right. Yeah, that would be it's, true. The whole system is super weird when you look into it. Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast, when I tried to buy Lord of the Rings on the extended editions on Blu-ray, and I went into JB Hi-Fi, which is an Australian company for people that don't know, um, and tried to get a copy of it, and was told by the clerk where the store had four pre-orders that they couldn't even cover, right. the entire of New Zealand JB Hi-Fi had gotten nine copies of the extended editions in Blu-ray, in Blu-ray yeah. because there was a current legal battle between... Um, the two distribution companies, one being New Zealand one and one being their like big parent company, which is um, uh, Gold. Uh, no, I was going to say Golden Light, but that's not right. Um, who are the production companies for? There were so many. Uh, I know there was Weinstein Company where. Yeah. 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 Which I don't like. Um, New Line Cinema. Yeah, New Line and Wingnut. I think was. Oh, the, Wingnut. Yeah. I think was the biggest show in New Zealand. Right, yeah, that makes sense. Because they were just like, no, I want this much percentage of the sales. It's like, no, I want this much percentage. You know, mm. like, if we're making and then distributing them, why should we give you a percentage of it? It's like, because we help make the movie. So why are you getting yeah. 100%? Yep. When it comes to money, things are stupid. Yes, always. Yeah. Uh, Pinocchio, the budget was supposed to be $500,000, and then they went way over budget and spent $2.5 million. That would have been a lot in 1940. Yes. I don't know what that would translate to now, but a lot. Um, and then box office, they made $122 million is what I've got here. So but That could have been But that's from, after multiple, like I said, multiple yeah. re-releases. So I'd love to know what it made in initially. 19, 1940, yeah, yeah. In the initial release, because they, they considered it a bomb. So it must have not made very much. But yeah. then again, at the same time, how many people would have been... Well, in the States... But this is only the second ever feature-length animated film. Yeah. Right? So the only thing they'd have to go on was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. True. Because um, was that 37, 38? 38, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, I, uh, so this is 1940. I think Fantasia was released in 1940 as well, but mm. it would have been after this. Um, it's a beautiful film. It's like, just I was just looking, like, as we were watching it, I was just admiring the animation and the you know the backgrounds and things like the whole sequence of monstro is very painterly you know what i mean yeah. but obviously it was like painted frame by frame um beautiful animation yeah, um, it um, still holds up today i don't know if that's remastered because we watched it on disney plus yeah um but yeah definitely yeah it's one of those things that they'll it's like practical effects that just don't age yeah yeah, that's why a lot of the Studio Ghibli films are... Yeah, when are, you have painted backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. They really, really stand out as still being really beautiful. Because a lot of, you know, you would have had a bunch in early 2000s that were coming out at the same time that, you know, Disney films were trialing CG stuff. And yeah. so it's real clunky. Um, whereas, so you have like, you know, I'm trying to, I don't know, I, I was going to say... Meet the Robinsons, but I actually really like Meet the Robinsons. But like even, you know, 90s Disney films like Punchback and Notre Dame with all the CG um, crowd scenes where they're all just like like blobs moving up and down and it's it has aged really poorly, whereas then you look at, you know, Studio Ghibli films from around the same time and they're just stunning. Yeah. But even DreamWorks were doing stunning things because like Prince of Egypt is, is beautiful and that was mid-90s. I don't think I've s- have I seen? Yeah, we did watch. We that. watched Prince of Egypt. Yeah, together. yeah, that was interesting because we went to the the behind the scenes thing. What behind the scenes? The behind the scenes where they were making of it and they were, like the way they designed everything and they were talking about the the first use of CGI the studio was doing for building like the big backgrounds and stuff. Mm. Well, did I watch that by myself? You might have watched that by yourself. We watched the movie together. Weird. Certainly. I don't know why I would have done that. Maybe, maybe I talked a lot about it, because I think... Maybe. Because there's some really interesting CG sequences in that. 
But like it's yeah. There's there's a lot of beautiful animation out there. We're completely off track. Yeah, that's all right. It's okay. We've 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 gone through everything we need to go through. Yeah. I just think that there's a lot of beautiful animation out there. Yeah. We don't give it enough and credit you, sometimes. You, fair enough. <laughs> all right. Is there anything more you want to say about them? No, I'm happy. Okay. All right. Uh, well, if you want to find us on social media, we're on Twitter and Instagram at it takes two underscore pod. And Facebook at It Takes Two Pod. And our website, as always, is ittakes2.co.nz. Thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.